Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Your home for up-to-the-minute market updates. This is Business 1440, KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says the threat of nuclear missile attacks by North Korea is a very real and growing concern. North Korea has accelerated the threat that it poses to its neighbors in the world. through. In remarks in Seoul with his South Korean counterpart, Mattis vowed a decisive U.S. victory over any North Korean attack that would come. The chief of staff of the U.S. Air Force says nuclear-armed bombers could again be placed on 24-hour alert if tensions escalate much more with North Korea. Uh, with an interview with SRN News, Army Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis says although the B-52s are older aircraft, they are very capable. We have the resources, uh, though some of them are, are pretty old, 50-plus-year-old uh, B-52s and B-1s and B-2s and uh, F-22s and the like, a lot of very capable uh, hardware. That's retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis, and this is SRN News. Tune in to Money Matters with Alan Mike to learn the best strategy for your portfolio as we hover around current market highs. Understanding the ebb and flow of the business cycle and the forces at work will help you position your investments to take advantage of the opportunities and even more importantly, manage the risk. This is exactly the kind of market where you can make the biggest mistakes. Learn how to avoid that. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440 or call them right now at 855-231-6010. Are your investments doing the best they can? Do you know the biggest risks in your portfolio? If you don't know the answers, you need Nepsis's Smart Investing with Clarity Portfolio Management Approach. You might have all your investments in mutual funds and ETFs, but that's not smart. They lack the flexibility and transparency you need to capture market opportunities and tax advantages. Nepsis's Smart Investing with Clarity starts with a customized, separately managed account. SMAs are smart, allowing you to manage your portfolio with precision. Mutual funds and ETFs are blended and restricted. You don't know what you own and can't make the most of your investments. With SMAs, you can invest more in great companies, generate cash, and gain tax advantages easily. Let Nepsis show you our smart approach to investing. Call 952-746-2003 to learn more about SMAs and smart investing. Or visit NepsisCapital.com to take our free investment stress test. It's time you get smart with your investments. If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's The King Banyan Show, live and local, covering the economy and your business on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Women sense my power, and they seek the life essence. Good morning and welcome to King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Yes, there's snow outside. It's the last week of October. This is normal. Someone, someone posted, please take no more pictures of your backyard and post them on Facebook. We know what's there. I think that's true. Welcome. Uh, it's... Of course, in my infinite wisdom, what do I? What am I doing after the show today? I'm going to a football game, and it's not in a dome. <laughs> because you know why? I, I this is this is a, a fond personal memory. My father uh, w- 
would take us on the morning of Thanksgiving while the while um, my mom and whoever was uh, staying with us might have been my grandparents might have been an aunt or something was fixing Thanksgiving dinner my father would take all the kids including our including my baby sister to see a high school football game in New Hampshire on Thanksgiving morning the game was always a 10 a.m. start now I don't I because Minnesota has weather that is more severe than New Hampshire does I don't think you could really do that here John I've never seen a Thanksgiving morning football game here in Minnesota now I've seen Thanksgiving I've seen turkey trots turkey you know uh, little 5k's on the morning of Thanksgiving to burn off the calories you're going to replace in a couple hours after that but uh, I don't think don't it's think that I've unusual s- you, you, do you think there are football games here on Thanksgiving morning? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know, organized one. I know there's families that go out and play football. On oh, Thanksgiving. absolutely. Oh, yeah. We used to play, we used to play, we used to play on, on somebody's lawn on, on Christmas morning because they, because some morning, some Christmases there'd be barely two inches of snow out yep. there. Yep. And there's nothing better, right, than catching a football and sliding on the snow. For, exactly. For five yards. That's just fantastic. As far as organized um, games, though, you're probably right, because everything seems to shut down here for Thanksgiving. It doesn't, there's not much going on. Or if there's still the high school uh, tournament, it's already gone into the dome by then. Probably. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, it's just a fond memory. And that the, I was looking outside, and I thought to myself, think to myself, I look at this and I say, that's perfect football weather. You're supposed to be bundled up. There's supposed to be hot chocolate. There's supposed to be uh, all of that stuff. And, you know, the, and, and what I get pictures of is people who won't even step outside and of their uh, screen porch uh, to take a picture of the backyard, which is doing exactly what it does every last week of October. So, all right, thanks, but I don't need to see your pictures anymore. What I do need to do is to tell you you're listening to Business 1440. This is the King Banyan Show. We we don't have a designated week for GDP Saturday uh, because it only happens a few a few times in a quarter. But this is one of those quarters we get to talk about GDP this quarter. We also on on the show today we also get to sh- talk about taxes. I am keeping my eye on what's going on in Catalonia, um, where it looks like, and I'm just reading a story posted 31 minutes ago at, at the Financial Times uh, to indicate that uh, Carles uh, Puigdemont, uh, I hope I pronounced that name right, my, my pronunciations are always much more French than Spanish because I grew up in a French-Canadian neighborhood, so I always sound, I always, I always mispronounce Spanish words. Um, the, um, the, the, it says basically that he, he said... Our will to continue working uh, is to continue working to guarantee our democratic mandate and called on Catalans to continue defending, quote-unquote, their new republic, quote, with a sense of civic responsibility, unquote. Doesn't sound like they're going quietly. Um, I'm keeping my eyes on this because at some point this is sort of like there's been this game of brinksmanship and so far... So far, what I think you know, what I think has happened is basically uh, the the Catalans are saying we have nothing to lose, and if that in fact is true, if that is in fact true, then I really do have to wonder whether or not uh, we might see troops in the streets in the uh, in 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 the capital of uh, uh, Catalonia. So we'll see. Um, certainly, um, certainly, they've been told. By the government that they no longer have, they no longer have power. Uh, they've dissolved the parliament. They've called for snap elections. All of this has happened within the last twenty-four hours. But we'll have to see. Um, um, we'll have to see if, in fact, um, uh, uh, this goes to anything more than a peaceful transfer from uh, Puigdemont and uh, and the current parliament to a new parliament that will be elected in December. Okay, it's hard to say. It's just hard to say. Um, also, so we'll talk about those things. Um, this story just tickled me. Last weekend, my I got a picture on Facebook of my son who was traveling with my sister. Um, both of them are chefs. Um, and 
they were going to some conference that was in Brooklyn, New York. And so they went to, um, I, I don't know much about John's uh, uh, culinary taste. John, are you a fan of ramen or pho, the um, Asian noodles, generally speaking? Well, I can eat ramen. I don't know if I've had the other one, to be honest with you. Okay. So have you ever been to get soup at a Vietnamese restaurant? No, no. Okay, okay. Uh, you're 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 the typical Minnesotan, not very uh, adventurous in food taste. Not a sophisticate when it comes to culinary <laughs> choices. I will openly okay. admit that. Okay, so my 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 two children and I are are all big fans of noodle shops, and he went to one of the places that I've I've wanted to get to. I haven't been to New York since it opened up. Uh, there is a chef named, who goes by the name Ivan Ramen. And has a place in a in like a food court that's called a slurp shop, and so there's this wonderful picture of him eating eating this, and so it reminded me of the fact that that for the Japanese when they eat ramen, which is kind of a staple, and and you'll see tons of these small shops serving ramen um, uh, serving ramen noodles to uh, uh, Japanese businessmen in Tokyo. The one thing you hear in the ramen shop is this loud amount of slurping, okay? Ramen is eaten by the Japanese in a noisy fashion because it's supposed to indicate that you like it, right? If, you know, the, the chef hears you slurping, goes, they must really like my, my soup. They're enjoying it. That's wonderful. But the problem is, increasingly, um, the Japanese are a little embarrassed about the fact that they slurp so much. So, proof that anything can happen. This is this is an uh, an agency fresh, uh, France Press article or Agence France Press uh, article that, uh, that I'm reading from the South China Morning Post. Uh, a Japanese firm has created what it claims is a world first noise canceling fork to mask the sound made by slurping down noodles, dubbed noodle harassment on social media. All right, I, it's the first time I've ever heard of noodle harassment. I, I think that's just hilarious. I have never been harassed by someone enjoying a bowl of soup by eating it with some kind of noise. So Nissen, which makes those little noodle cups, uh, those styrofoam cups that you see in stores here in the U.S., they've claimed to have found a solution to the problem. Here's the next paragraph I'm going to have trouble getting through. With, with, without, without a bit of a, a, a teenage giggle or two. Inspired by Japanese toilets, which can be programmed to play an artificial flushing noise to cover embarrassing sounds, Nissan Food Products looked at creating something similar for noodles. The result was a giant fork that is 4.4 centimeters wide, 15.2 centimeters long, and has a sensitive microphone to detect offending slurps we developed a system in which any subtle slurping sound can be detected more alliteration uh, the company said in a statement when the slurp alert is triggered the fork sends a signal to the user's mobile phone which plays the soothing sound of flowing water to mask the noise the device has a usb charger and can even be synced to users smartphones all right, get this. What are they going to sell it for? How much will the Japanese pay for a noise canceling slurp fork? Answer: fourteen thousand eight hundred yen, which is about one hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, one hundred and thirty bucks for a fork that syncs to your phone, so that it will play music. It'll play. It'll play flowing water sounds to cover up your slurping of your soup. You're telling me there's a great recession going on? You're telling me that there's a stagnant economy in Japan? They can market a $130 fork? A fork? Is this a great world or what? That's what I say. Right, I don't know. I, I'll tell you what those Japanese toilets. I I might need to know a little more about those. Um, I think uh, I think that could be something useful. 
um, that we could have in our have in our country. Um, anyway, uh, yes, I I got a little bit fooled. I made a few speeches in the last two weeks where I suggested that that I did not think uh, the did not think GDP would go up by three uh, percent. I expected something less than three percent. Well, hit right on the knife edge, three point oh percent. That's the good news. 3.0% means two quarters in a row of over 3% growth. Of course, everybody is everybody's doing doing that happy dance, doing their jazz hands, um, uh, walking around D.C. so happy that, uh, you know, it's the best growth ever. Um, the economy is growing bigly. Um, I'm here today because I'm going to throw a little cold water. I'm going to throw a little shade on the GDP report. Um, because underneath that GDP report are some things that I think are a little bit troubling. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not any less worried after reading this report than I was earlier in the week about, about the state of this expansion and whether or not we've really, we've really picked up and are growing faster here in this, in 2017. I'll be tell you why after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Without any care, everyone understands me in the valley of tears. Are you concerned about not having enough money to pay bills, savings for college, or to secure a comfortable retirement? At Online Trading Academy, learn to trade and invest to make a second income to avoid always having more month than money. We'll teach you to confidently grow and protect your money. Register for our free trading and investing class on your cell phone by hitting pound 250. Just say the keyword OTA or register at learnwithota.com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. I'm sure that every one of you understands the importance of oral care to your overall health. There's no denying the connection. I'm also sure that many of you have a sensitive mouth or sensitive gums or painful canker sores or sadly, maybe even chemo sores from cancer treatment. What you may not know is that your mouthwash, especially if it's one of the brands that burns, may be making things worse. You should try non-irritating, alcohol-free, Closus Oral Rinse. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closus is like first aid for your mouth. It's as gentle as water, but it helps relieve common but uncomfortable, even painful issues in your mouth. Unlike other mouthwashes, Closus is also pH balanced, which eliminates the burn and irritation. Try Closus Oral Rinse for sensitive mouth, gums, and canker sores for pain-free oral care. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closus. Learn more about the gentle, effective oral rinse at Closus.com or get Closus today at Walgreens, CVS, health and walmart welcome to our show eh? hey good day to you too eh? it's hot tub season again love it 
cool nights, hanging out with the family in the backyard. It's the perfect way to end your day. You know it. And Premier Pool and Spa has your hot tub waiting for you, eh? Your hot tub should be an Arctic spa built in Canada for these Minnesota winters. Yup. Come and see the total difference in an Arctic spa. Yeah, visit Premier Pool and Chan Essen today at PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously at PremierPools.com. Take off, eh? Well, I'm ready. Sadly, Fats Domino gone, but uh, created so much good music. We were having a we were having a conversation during the break about what our favorite songs were, and um, I sometimes judge uh, the original by who covered it. And part of the reason for loving um, "Ain't That a Shame," which is which is my favorite, is um, covered by two different Beatles as well as Cheap Trick. Doesn't get much better than that. And Hank Williams. So, I think we may hear from uh, one of the Beatles on that on that tune. Awesome, awesome. That's great because um, there are two. Yeah, I, I, I. I'll take either one. They're both good. Absolutely. Uh, there's some great covers of Fats Domino tunes. I have a unique one I found that I'll play a little bit later, too, that I've never heard. A lot of very a, a, a wide variety of artists covered him, and they're all great. It, it really, when he sounds so consistently good, the song sounds so consistently good over different artists, you know they're just really good tunes. You know, I it, we won't go on too much longer about this, but it was one of the things, that, the son I was just talking about, my, my chef's son, uh, well, he's the only son I've got. So um, one of the things that happened uh, early on uh, as he was looking at it, going into a career in, in, in cooking, I, um, I took him on a trip to, uh, to uh, uh, New Orleans just after, about a year after Katrina. So the place was still kind of a mess. He fell in love with the place, as, as, as I do. I'll take any opportunity to go to New Orleans. I, I love the place. And, and part of what, what he ended up liking after was the music. And so I started giving him some music to listen to because he had, he had that usual, you know, early 2000s uh, metal, you know, that, 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 and, the, and that crappy Linkin Park stuff that I just can't stand. Um, yes, I said that. You, you, you sing your hate mail to King Banyan, care of nobody. Um, amen, and, um, King, amen, I'm with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, I just don't like it. Both my kids love it. Um, and anyway, I gave him a Fats Domino um, CD uh, because back those are the days when we still gave people CDs. Uh, and, and, you know, he said, you know, Dad, this is pretty good. I said, it's more than pretty good. It's really good. You should listen to more of it. He likes, he got into uh, listening to some of the, that music of that, of, of that time, that time and 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 because I, I I put I gave him the one that had walking to New Orleans on it because I figured that would be that would be meaningful for him and it was anyway six five one two eight nine four four seven seven is our number six five one two eight nine four four seven seven and if you are if you <laughs> Narn fan announces himself as pro soup yes sir I am pro soup too I will the the, the kids and I will go to any ramen or pho or or Heck, I you know what? If I'm driving through some strange town and I see a soup plantation, do those still exist? I'm not sure. But I used to go. I used to travel a fair amount within the U.S. and I and there would be soup plantations. And I always knew, well, there's going to be something there I'm going to like, um, and and that's good. But we should really talk about GDP because I kind of promised you that we would talk about GDP, and I don't even have my 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 GDP screen up, so I'll talk. I'll talk while I type up the sc- type up the screen for you. Uh, GDP rose at three percent in the in the third quarter, as mentioned, uh, it, it compared to three point one percent in the most previous quarter. And the surprise here was right. We had been led to believe that Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, and maybe Hurricane uh, Maria would hold down production. Right, we talked of, uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, I guess that's going to be three weeks ago. About when we talked about the September jobs report, the September jobs report 
was negative in terms of in terms of job growth, but that was because in the week in which we measured we measure um, who's working, um, Hurricane Irma had sent all of the restaurant workers home, and the BLS Bureau of Labor Statistics estimated that that created that the impact of that was probably for a minus hundred thousand jobs was about a hundred thousand jobs right there. Okay, not even looking at Harvey and, 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 and that, which I thought had the bigger impact. And I've worked through the I've worked through my math to be sure I had it right. Um and I showed this to a group of commercial realtors um earlier this week uh for the Minnesota Commercial Commercial Realtors Association. Um, and what I found was So this 3% number, if it had not been for the hurricanes, probably would have pushed, uh, probably would have pushed it up from three to about three and a quarter, but not much more. Now, the important part of this, the important part of this, this information is that, is that you had a big pickup in private inventory investment. Were it not for those private inventories, we've used the statistic before. There's an, a line item in, in the national income product accounts where you're looking at GDP that is called final sales. Final sales represents something that has been purchased by a consumer for final use. And this gets to how we actually measure GDP. GDP, the P, stands for product or production. So what happens if you produce something on September 30th? It's been produced, but you haven't had time to sell it to somebody yet. Well, the answer is it counts as part of your inventory, at the close of business on the 30th of September, and it's therefore counted as production as an increase in what they'll call inventory investment. Inventory investment went up sharply, and if it was not for that, we subtract that off to get this number final sales, which only went up 2.3%. And then you add to that the fact that you add to that as well, and this is something we hadn't considered, but it appears that businesses had a lot of inventories, and the question is, did they mean to? If you're getting ready for fall or, you know, for your fall sales, and all of a sudden, two weeks before the end of the, two or three weeks before the end of your quarter, you have a major storm that basically closes your stores for a week, you might end up holding more inventory than you would have otherwise. That may be what has happened here. Maybe. Okay, I, we have to say. We just don't really know. But that's what, we, that's what I think happened. Okay. And if, that, if I do have that right, that means the underlying growth of GDP was really down around 2.5%. And not 3%. Okay? So I believe that that some of this 3, 3% number that we have is artificially inflated. And what will happen in the fourth quarter is the businesses will decide, I don't need to produce this thing. I've already got it in inventory. And they may choose to slow their production down in the fourth quarter. There is this tendency, right? I always try. I always try to remind people of the of the grand identity of national income accounting. When you see reports on on GDP, as you would have yesterday, if you were listening here to Business fourteen forty, if you were watching your favorite business television station, you would have heard them talking about how much consumption rose, how much. How much residential investment fell? What happened to imports and exports? And I'll talk about all those in probably the next segment. 
But the grand identity of it, of GDP accounting is that net, that is that total expenditures equal total income equal total production. That if you could if you categorize and absolutely accurately measured expenditures and income and production, they would equal each other. Okay, that would be that would be the best um, that would be the best way the best possible measure is that you would have all three categories and they would all equal the same thing. Now they never do. There are statistical discrepancies that happen between those three categorizations. But the way in which GDP is reported most of the time is using the expenditure concept. And what I'm trying to get people to focus on is this production concept that also lies there. Because final sales in a quarter represent that production which has actually been met by demand. So the quantity supplied and quantity demanded would be equal to each other. But they're not. And the, and the slide that's between quantity supplied and quantity demanded of GDP, and I'm waving my air quotes, which of course you can't see, um, I'm waving uh, because GDP is, of course, all kinds of stuff, and I'm pretending it's just a single good. It's a fiction, I, I know, but just trying to work you through the logic. Okay. The difference between those is represented by inventories. And if you have additions to your inventories that are, that are high and unexpected, then that means that the quantity you produced in the quarter did not equal the amount that was demanded in the quarter. And that will set off a series of adjustments to reduce the amount of production to bring us closer to the amount that consumers and businesses and government demand. That hasn't that hasn't seemed to have happened yet. And I'm interested in why that hasn't happened. Anyway, we'll be back. I want to talk about, about another aspect of this report that, that should also give us some concern. It's imports. You know, it's coming up next here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I like the way you talk. A girl like you to tell my troubles to so don't be afraid. Please hear what I say. So let the four winds blow. Let them blow, let them blow. From the north to the south. Girl, you knock me out. So let the four Were you sold an annuity? You deserve a clear, honest, objective review of exactly what it is, and more importantly, what it isn't. Go to annuitydiscovery.com, and for a limited time, you can request an unbiased review of any annuity absolutely free. It's a $500 value, but for a limited time, this community service is complimentary. Request yours today at annuitydiscovery.com. It's imperative you know the truth. Since you won't get the real story from the sales agent or the insurance company, let Annuity Discovery be your advocate. Visit annuitydiscovery.com. What's in your annuity? I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets, and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. 
Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Minneapolis Marriott West, December 1st and 2nd. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, Thank you. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. Business 1440. Thank you. That is, I'm sorry, that, that is my favorite fat song. I, I, I probably share that with a lot of folks, and it's not meant to be, I'm not, I'm not sophisticated in that way. It was one of his most famous songs, period. And as I said, covered by dang near everybody. Uh, let's let's dig back into this GDP report. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, it was produced by Phil Spector. That's true. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll leave. The, we're just gonna let's just leave that right there. Uh, I think uh, so. What's the positive part of the report? Let me let me tell you the positive side. There has been in the last six months this tremendous increase in investment in equipment and what what the what the Bureau of Economic Analysis calls intellectual property products, which typically is a reference to software. Uh, those those numbers have gone up eight uh, equipment has gone up eight point eight percent in the second quarter, eight point six percent in the third quarter at an annual rate. Uh, intellectual property products up 3.7% in the third quarter in the second quarter 4.3% in the in the third quarter now dampening that enthusiasm has been has been a um, a decrease in in residential investment the how the housing sector in the last 6 months has slowed in terms of new construction it, and that's just because it couldn't maintain the rates that it experienced in 2015 and 2016. It was bound to slow down. Okay, although a lot of that is now shift. A lot of those workers, I think, have shifted into commercial. It has been diff, it, it has been very um, it has been very uh, a different story in terms of uh, the residential sector. Now, one of the things that I've been talking with uh, local people about has been has been that it's been difficult to get buildable lots in cities and towns at reasonable prices because um because a there aren't that many, b the the cities and towns and counties are adding some things, adding some costs in terms of water and sewer to uh, make make hay while the sun shines. And what that's doing in some part is to actually move some of that building activity, that residential building activity, out into, out into uh, uh, unincorporated, un- unincorporated areas. 
So you might see more and more of, you know, your neighbors choosing to build on a lake someplace out in the out in the countryside. It's been very I had a very interesting conversation with two or three um uh realtors um over the last week about this issue. But everyone agrees um that that the housing sector, residential housing in terms of new construction has slowed down. Um, and we're beginning to see the slowdown go into commercial as well. And so that's a bit of a drag. Okay, there has a, so the consumption side has done all right, but investment buildings, not so much, but equipment and software are just going going really, really well right now. And so when you had the announcements on Thursday that, that – um, Facebook and Apple and Netflix and all those companies are are doing Microsoft are doing really really well and they reported great earnings it's supported by some real data out there to suggest that it's that everything seems to be okay did you know i i thought this was interesting and i and i saw this on um i saw this where is that here yep um since its pre-recession peak the S&P 500 is up at an annualized rate of just over 5%. Think about that. Here we are hitting highs week after week after week, and everyone's like, oh, I just don't think it could continue. How can this possibly continue? The growth rate of the stock market measured in the S&P 500, the growth of prices there is lower than the long-run average. Okay. And so, you know, when someone tells me, well, the stock market can't keep going up, I say, yeah, of course it can. Of course it can. Now, is growth concentrated in just a few stocks and the broader, and that, and that using this S&P 500 might be covering, you know, uh, more and more of the growth in a few stocks and a whole bunch over here are doing poorly? Yeah, that's certainly possible. But in almost any stock market expansion, the gales of creative destruction means some companies are going to be doing really well that are in that S&P 500. Others are going to be doing poorly. Eventually they fall off so that over a 30-year period, maybe less than a fifth of the stocks that were in the S&P 500 at the beginning of the 30-year period are there at the end. So I'm not, you know, when people say, well, it's all focused on a few stocks, it's like, can you, can you name me a period of um, the stock market where you didn't have that spread? Not, when, you know, there is a bit of stock market where everyone goes up at 6%. It's always some going up, you know. ...to eventually to merge or close or completely restructure themselves and go into new markets. That's just, that's just very common. And, and, and so what, I, what, what, I, what I'm trying to point to here is that to the extent the stock market is representing an expansion of demand for the products they produce, at least on the equipment side, that's been met by the data that are in our GDP reports um, for equipment, for software, and so on. But as I hinted just before the break, the last break, I wanted to point out one other place and one other thing where I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about what's happening um, in in this particular piece. I need to pull up a, I need to pull up a different chart here for a second. Here we go. There was a decline in imports during this period. Now, I don't know how much of that is due to uh, turbulence from the hurricanes blocking the sh in shipment in of, say, oil into Houston ports to do the refineries or of goods into the port of Miami um, you know, during Irma and Maria. I, I, I don't actually know. I don't have a good answer for you for that. What I can point out is that 
is that imports fell enough so that the decline in imports, a decline in imports will look in the GDP accounts like an increase in GDP because it means more of more of the goods that were consumed were consumed of domestic products rather than of foreign products. So it actually added 0.12, and it's the first positive number we've had in the last seven quarters. Usually as economies expand, imports rise, and with that, you typically get a drag on GDP. It didn't happen this time. And it might be, I'm waving, waving the fingers in the, in the air again, it might be the case that this number will, continue, will go back to its negative status here in the next quarter. The last look I had at what GDP could be expected to do in the fourth quarter had it right around this very same level of 3%. I think, in fact, that you will see it will struggle to get to 3%. It has some things going for it that it will do well. It has other things going for it that it will do poorly. Let me explain that to you as we sort of wrap up economic news of the week after this here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. KYCR Golan Valley, a service of Salem Communications. Hey, honey, is this your course schedule for the fall? Yep. Ah, let me see here. English, good. Chemistry, trigonometry, excellent. World history, I love world history. Baseball, wait. Baseball? Baseball isn't a course, honey. Well, sure it is, Mom. High school sports are about so much more than winning and losing. They teach lessons that can't be taught in a classroom. Like accountability and self-discipline, the value of teamwork. I may not be earning a grade, but I'm learning how to compete later in life. Isn't that what getting a good education is all about? Yes, of course it is. I was just testing you. (laughs) What can teenagers here in Minnesota learn from participating in high school sports? Plenty, as it turns out. That's why they're called education-based athletics. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. You give your business everything, but now you have a decision to make. Should you grow or go? Every business owner will exit their business someday. It's a big personal and financial decision. The best business owners know what their business is worth, and they know their options. Sunbelt Business Advisors can help you understand what your business is worth now and how to net the most when you sell. And if your business isn't ready for sale, we will show you how to get it ready. Here's the best part. Sunbelt gets paid when you get paid at the closing table. And if you aren't ready to exit your business right now, but you want to know what your company is worth, Sunbelt will meet with you for no charge, no cost, no commitment, absolutely confidentially. So whether you're ready to go or still working on your grow, meet with Sunbelt now. The world's largest business brokerage firm is ready to help you. Call 612-455-0880. 612-455-0880. That's 612-455-0880. Or go to sunbeltminnesota.com. sunbeltminnesota.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. President Trump recently decried the inability of Congress to approve his court nominees. We have some of the most qualified people, he said. They're waiting forever online. It's not fair. More than anyone else, Senator Charles E. Grassley, chair of the Judiciary Committee, methodically frustrates the one offering that Establishment D.C. can make to conservatives in the countryside by continuing to defend blue slips. The blue slip is simply the piece of paper that is sent by senators from the home state of every judicial nominee, allowing the senator to approve or veto the nominee. Blue slips would be anathema to our constitutional framers 
and need to go. It is simply inexplicable that any federal court vacancies could be left unfilled a year after Donald Trump's inauguration. If Senate Republicans don't want the majority, they are doing everything exactly right. If they do like their positions of authority, then burn the blue slips and stay in session until every judicial nominee has a hearing and a vote. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Yeah, this is a very good song. I agree. I wouldn't have thought of it, so thank you for playing it. Fats Domino has left us, uh, but that music will live with us forever. 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477. The number to call with your your question or comment. So oftentimes, you know, we always do these in terms of percentages, but I just need you to, it's often a a better way for me at least to think about it by actually looking at the dollars that are involved. So if you've actually matched your production to what you sell, your private inventories should change only a little bit and usually because you planned it. In the second quarter, they went up by $4.3 billion. In the third quarter, they went up by $30.3 billion. So that could cause a small decrease um, in the fourth quarter, as we mentioned before, um, if, you look at, if you're just looking at the numbers. And the total amount of inventories that we hold um, at any time is typically, you know, Around, you know, we try the change in inventories is typically you try to make it near zero. Net exports actually actually um, rose in the numbers, but exports fell. The change in exports, well, exports rose, but they rose at a slower rate. And likewise, imports actually fell by five point six million. We act, we import about $2.8 trillion worth of goods and services in a year. 2.8 with a T. So 5.6 with a B may not sound like much, but it strikes me that this is a number that is likely uh, not sustainable. And if you take the 30 and the 18 and you knock them back to, so suppose they go all the way back to zero, Right? That's a change of forty-eight billion, which would be, which would bring the change in GDP down to about a one-point-seven print versus a three print. I think that's a. I think that's an issue. <coughs> I think that's an issue worth worth thinking about. And if we're not careful, we could delude ourselves into thinking that these numbers are all going to be, um, that we're now in a world with 3% growth and everything's going to be just fine and the Fed should be increasing interest rates and they should be continuing their their quantitative tightening and everything is going to be well. And my, my point is, have we really, have we really taking, taken, um, have we really taken a turn toward a, a quicker phase? I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it couldn't be true. I'm just saying that if it is true, it would it 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 decides a particular issue for us. The issue, in my mind, works like this: if you took the three point one percent trend that GDP grew at between 1967 and 2007, took that forty year trend. And just projected from 2007 to 2017, 
and you looked at where we are now, you would be closer to a $22 trillion GDP rather than a $19 trillion GDP. So that's a gap of $3 trillion. That's a $3 trillion. And, 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 you know, and you say, well, can you really make that projection? Well, that projection was done by none other than Milton Friedman called in, called, using a, something that he called a plucking model back in the early 1960s. I'm not, um, I'm not altogether um, sure that, we would, that we're going to be on that new path. If you think we can go back to the old path, we should be seeing a period where we go three, four, five. And that's, in fact, what um, President Trump and the Republican Congress are saying they could do, that we should be able to get to 4%. We should get to, be able to get to 5%. We just need deregulation and lower taxes. That's possibly true. And if we do get that, that will happen. My point is, two, first of all, we haven't grown at above the 3.1% trend yet in this cycle. So we haven't started to converge on the old gap, to close the gap. The gap at best has been held constant over the last six months at that $3 trillion level. That's better than having it grow, obviously. But the my other point, my my, my other point is, in this three percent number, there are some things that give me pause. To wonder if it can continue. And the thing that is most hopeful about the numbers is a level of investment, that I would think depends on businesses having confidence that the that the world they live in now and the envi- the economic and regulatory environment they're in now provides them better opportunities than they had in the previous eight years we would all want that to be true but I, i'm still waiting for i'm still waiting for more evidence i'm still waiting for more proof than we have seen so far so let's turn to those topics in the next hour. First, we'll talk about, about tax reform and where this thing is going. Okay, it seems to be moving along, but it's got bumps in the road. And then the other thing is, supposedly sometime in the next week, we're going to know who the next Fed president, next Fed chair is. And I can't wait. I have some thoughts about that as well. After this, you are listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I'm sure that every one of you understands the importance of oral care to your overall health. There's no denying the connection. I'm also sure that many of you have a sensitive mouth or sensitive gums or painful canker sores or sadly, maybe even chemo sores from cancer treatment. What you may not know is that your mouthwash, especially if it's one of the brands that burns, may be making things worse. You should try non-irritating, alcohol-free, Closus Oral Rinse. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closus is like first aid for your mouth. It's as gentle as water, but it helps relieve common but uncomfortable, even painful issues in your mouth. Unlike other mouthwashes, Closus is also pH balanced, which eliminates the burn and irritation. Try Closus Oral Rinse for sensitive mouth, gums, and canker sores for pain-free oral care. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closus. Learn more about the gentle, effective oral rinse at Closus.com or get Closus today at Walgreens, CVS Health, and Walmart. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at wnav-video.com. That's wnav-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. 
Are you looking to change your cleaning service? Hi, this is Jessica Carter, and I'm the owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning offices, car dealerships, and small businesses. One of the main things that makes us different is the fact that we are small, family-owned, and that enables us to offer affordable pricing. The first thing that I will do is meet with you, do a walkthrough of your facility, go over in detail what exactly you'd like done, and I ensure that it gets done at every cleaning. We use a detailed checklist, and we pay close attention to detail, and you're going to see that after each cleaning. So here's a no-risk offer for you. Try us free for one week. We'll clean your business, and then we'll ask you if you can tell the difference between what we do and your current cleaning company. No obligation, risk-free. We're CTC Professionals. We would love to clean your business. So call me today at 651-404-0132.